2: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Aki Podcast. I'm your host, Zuki. I'm
1: Brian, right? I'm
3: Elizabeth Jambi.
2: And on today's episode, we have a new segment where we'll be discussing, sharing what you have learned the previous week. Who'll start? Jambi, right? I, I think, think Liz, they no.
1: This <laughs> is very excited for this segment. The person so sure who, who brought up the <laughs>
3: idea of the segment should start. Who? Right. Join me. Okay, start. yeah. So yeah, that you, you I got asked. I like that. Me? Yeah.
1: Because
3: we voted um,
2: democracy. Okay. For me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me last week there's a phrase my dad keeps sharing with us each and every day to remind us just to, to accept everything that comes in life. And he says when things are bad, that is when they are good. And just to think about the phrase. For me, how I interpret it is, when things are thick, that is when you like you get a new perspective of life. Uh, the challenges that come with life, it's not like something you have been taught in school or you are coached by someone that's maybe you'd expect this at a certain age. Each time he says that, I feel like at your darkest point or when things are very thick, that is when you start planning out, like you reset everything.
3: I know, I should yeah. not have chosen to go <laughs>
1: after her. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, mine is not as serious. It's actually very, I'm not sure it's an actual lesson, <laughs> not that I've had yours. <laughs> but you know, Zipi was talking yesterday about horoscopes, so I thought she was coming with a superstitious lesson, and so I thought it a superstitious lesson. But anyway, so my lesson in quotes is that I learned it is bad luck to wear your team's jersey when they're playing. <laughs> okay. Cool. Apparently. But I uh, does it
1: has that.
3: So by the time we... I know, right? Yeah. By the time we release this episode, um, the UEFA uh, finals will have happened. He yeah. says, I know what that is.
2: which team do you about... Let's
3: not Where? go into that. PLC,
1: yeah, <laughs> Chelsea.
3: Chelsea. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea. fans. Yes. So I should be careful how okay, I speak yes, after this. I'm of Liverpool. <laughs> so I'm going to be watching the finals with my friends. And I was like, oh, my God, one of you should lend me their jersey so I can support uh, your team. And then if you lose, I'm returning the jersey. <laughs> Okay, wait, anyway, so they to ask, is
2: it the Man City and yes. Yes. The Chelsea? Yes, Man City
3: and Chelsea. Oh, oh wow. Chelsea no, no. Bright is giving us the size, don't <laughs> you dare say anything mean about Chelsea. No
1: Chelsea slander shall be tolerated in this podcast.
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Okay. so that, that's my lesson in quotes, different ways of celebrating. So, I don't know, whichever will win. I'll decide after the game. <laughs> Wow.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> but I'm, I'm probably going to be supporting Chelsea because I know a lot more Chelsea fans.
2: Okay, me, I will support Chelsea. Why? No, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, don't have like a specific reason, but let's go with Man City.
1: Just good antagonize me. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sour. Well, okay. Um, The one thing I learned in the past week, I actually learned yesterday. Okay, it's not like a, a lesson, just like a. A moment of realization that we got when we had training with Sitawa. And she said, um, The one thing you admire is very often what you are. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. And yeah, that, 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 that was like, you know, I, I sat and thought about it for a minute. I even wrote it on my Twitter and saved it as a draft and then tweeted about it later. But I was like, wow, yeah, I mean, we just don't think about it. But then most times the things we admire, we have those things in us, yeah? We just don't. Realize it at the time, yeah? Mm-hmm. We just really like to see it in other people, but then it's very possible we have, you know, all these qualities in us that we admire in other people. We just have to, yes. I don't know, maybe make an effort or, I don't know, realize it somehow. But, yeah, that has been my, my lesson for the
2: week. Nice. Actually, think, like, we don't realize how much potential we have unless something comes up, but... We really like tap into our potentials yeah most yeah. times most
1: times because people, be will, daring.
2: people will, will always like see us different like maybe you we might see you in a radio station
1: me Yes. yeah I don't know what to talk about in radio for a <laughs> whole show for three hours. What am I going to tell people? I'm sure most
3: hosts had the same idea. Yeah, and then it comes. And also you get training. I mean, we did not think we could host this podcast and look at us Touché. now. right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, next time I'll come with all the inspirational lessons.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but it doesn't
2: <laughs> have to be that serious. I'll bring the jokes. Okay, still deep because I started it. It was a bit deep. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah, And today we have a guest, guys. Yay. And I'm really excited because she's
3: my namesake. <laughs> um. So today we're going to be interviewing Miss Elizabeth Jerry. She's currently a welfare officer at Kamai Girls Bostol Institution. That is a Boston Institution for girls only that is within the larger committee compound. And if you've visited, it's actually right next to committee YCTC. So currently that's where Miss Njeri is working as a welfare officer, but she's been in the prison service for a good 16 years. Wow. 16 years, guys. She's served at committee Maine. She's been at Nairobi West. She's also worked with the boys at committee. TYCTC, and now she's with the girls at Kamai. So last episode, we talked more on the boys or general children in conflict with the law angle, but now we're going to focus specifically on girls. So my name's Sek Miss Njeri. <laughs> Karibu sana. Thank you. Uh, and I'd like to ask
0: you to please share a fun fact with us. Wow. Uh, thank you. A uh, fun fact. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, I'm very outgoing and free spirited, but I really get the job done at the end of the day. Fun, but I get the job done. Wow. I love
2: that.
1: That's That's
3: the only way to do life. That is the only way
1: to do life. I think most people, a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. We're very excited to have you here. Um, Thank you. It's nice seeing you again and meeting you for the second time. And thank you for gracing the Wakilisha podcast with your presence.
0: The pleasure is mine.
3: Yeah. Great to be here.
1: A lot of people don't understand that, you know, girls could also have been confused with the law. First of all, a lot of people can't imagine children being in conflict with the law. And then most people don't think about girls. Maybe just to, you know, paint a picture for us. Are there girls in conflict with the law?
0: Uh, Thanks. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Well, yes, there are girls who are in conflict with the law. And for a long time, that's why Kamai now was... um, established because for a very long time, uh, female juvenile offenders used to be taken to the adult correctional institutions. And we felt that it's not really right to do that because now there was contamination when we mix the adult female offenders and the juveniles. So Kamai Girls Hostel was established uh, back in 2016. That's when we opened our doors for the first time. And I think we've been of great help to female Youth offenders. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we
1: said Boston. What's a Boston institution?
0: All oh, right. Uh. So a Boston institution is like um, a place for training where the youth who are above 15 but below 17 are committed. Actually, they are committed for three years training. It's called training. So they are committed for three years training. But they don't stay for the entire three years at some point. We have a board a review board that is constituted by the CS. And yeah, they review the cases after every one year or so. And a girl who maybe has got some training uh, has a certificate, is of good conduct, you're eligible for release. But remember, you were, the girl was committed for three years training. So this is one year down the line. She's shown good progress in conduct. Is working very well, has a course, maybe from the school or vocational training. Then they can be released back to the community, but under probation supervision for the remaining two years.
2: How many girls do you like, take part?
3: at full capacity
0: yes yeah. At full capacity the institution can hold about uh, about 160 mm-hmm. but we've never had such a big number. We've never had such a big number. and the girls come in from all over the country. So what happens is before a girl is committed in court, a probation officer, Of course, we'll do the social inquiry and at home and do a probation report. And then they seek a vacancy. So they write to Kamai seeking for a vacancy. And when they seek for this vacancy, the key thing we look at is the age of the girl. If the girl is below 15 or above 17, then already that one we will not admit. So they seek for the vacancy, informing us of the age of the girl and the offense, and the committing court, the court that will be committing the girl. Then if we have a vacancy, we write back and we say, yes, there is a vacancy, the girl can come. So maybe it's a probation officer somewhere in Kilgoris. So the Kilgoris probation officer now will write to the magistrate and inform the magistrate that a vacancy has been sought in Kamai and it is available. So we recommend that the girl is placed under institutional care for a period of three years at Kamai Girls. Okay. So we receive girls only from court. You know, sometimes there are parents who come and they tell us, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so all our admissions are from court. Okay. Yes.
1: What alternatives are there for, you know, you've said um, girls under 15 or over 17 don't admit. So what alternatives are there for these girls who, you know, would need to be put in institutions under 15 years of age or over 17 but not yet 18?
0: Most of them go to remand homes we are under the children's department. And we also have uh, the probation hostels. They, are, they can also be committed to probation hostels, rehabilitation schools. So those ones can go there. So the ones who are actually brought to postal institutions are those who are really in conflict with the law. Children who now really need special care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, actually, it should actually be the last resort to committing yeah. a child into mm-hmm. institutional
1: care. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm sure there's still a lot of people wondering, what could a girl possibly do to you know get them in trouble with the law and end up at Kamai? Mm-hmm. What are some of the common you know offenses that you observe in the girls that are um, committed at Kamai?
0: Okay, uh, most of the girls come there because of the issue of stealing. Like Stealing is uh, has the highest percentage. And then now uh, drugs follows closely behind. Most of them don't come in for violent offences per se as much. Mostly it's just the stealing and drug issues.
3: Sorry, if I can follow up. One of the things I'm also trying to do on the podcast is to show a lot of the psychological aspects that may lead children into conflict with the law so if you're you're saying for example with girls you've not seen a lot of violent cases so have you been able to see a lot of similarities maybe in their background or any kind of abuse are there are there common factors that you see with girls at Kamae that you would say you know as a as a welfare officer that these are some of the common factors that lead girls into conflict with the law
0: Well, yes. And for the girls, uh, most of them come from dysfunctional families. And you find like uh, the parents, especially their mothers, are never there. Most of them don't even know who their fathers are. So their mothers also are never present. They are absentee mothers. So these girls are usually left fending for their siblings. They don't even go to school. They drop out of school very early, some of them. And even when they come to the institution, you would, for the first two months, they are usually very, very reserved and isolated. And when you get to share with them, they usually tell you, my brothers at home, my siblings at home, who is taking care of them because I'm sure Mom is not even there anymore, and you would find that most of the crimes that they commit are usually brought about by situations like they would steal to feed their siblings, they would steal to to sort a need that that they currently had at that time. So mostly they they don't come in for violent offences, and naturally women are not violent. I mean, even statistics show really that. <laughs> <laughs> Men are more prone to violent offences, yeah. but women. It's mostly situations, and especially for the girls.
2: Okay, just to take you back, when you say about drug abuse, what do you mean, dealing or consumption? Uh,
0: both. both, actually both. Yes, yes. We have those who have been caught on transit with these drugs, and there are those who actually use. They were caught in possession. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, when they were using. Okay, so while the, in the institution, do you have like talks with the? psychologist or something like that? Just maybe because I'm... Uh, okay, what I've learned is that people cons- consume drugs to maybe ignore the situations they're going through. Like, how do how is it for them when they get in, in the institution?
0: Okay, uh, thanks. So once the girls come into the institution... There's uh, a committee that sits, eh? we call it the reception board. So the, the reception board includes the superintendent in charge of the institution, the principal postal officer, who's the deputy and also handles matters discipline, both for staff and inmates, and the welfare officer myself or maybe my colleagues. We have the medical officer, the chaplaincy, the matron, the doctor. All these people come together and all heads of sections because you hear they're committed for training. So it's either formal or vocational training. So once the reception board sits, the reception board mainly just welcomes the girl into the institution. And we interview the girl and we get to hear from her after reading the probation report. what brought the girl to the institution to get to understand it from her perspective and also to corroborate the information that she's telling us with the report that we have got so from there now we develop a needs you know we, we get to understand now what this girl needs so we develop a treatment plan we call it an individual treatment plan from the discussion that we've had so if the girl was brought in maybe because of issues of drugs already that's an area that will need to be addressed during her stay in the institution
2: okay i'm guessing if i'm, if I'm right yes. that is where you also do the pregnancy checkups.
0: Now, the pregnancy checkups are usually done immediately upon admission. Mm -hmm. Once the girl is brought into the institution by Mm -hmm. the police officers, and I may need to highlight these are female police officers who escort the girls to the institution, a pregnancy test is done even before the girl is admitted. If the pregnancy test turns out positive, then as an institution we do not admit the girl because the institution is just for, for young girls, not really young girls with children. So if the pregnancy test is, turns out positive, the girl will be taken back to court again and may be now committed to a probation hostel.
3: So what if she just gave birth, like just before she was committed to Kamae and say the child is between um I don't I don't know what it's called, but that period before you win, like where the child would really depend on the mother's breast milk. And I'm just drawing a comparison from some of the adult institutions um that would allow the child to stay with the mom for I think up to three years. And uh, this is actually something we're planning to talk about on a topic on its own, on an episode of its own, so we won't really go much into that. But I'm wondering, as Kamai, what happens because now this is a minor and she has maybe just given birth just before being committed? What happens
0: in that instance? Well, I think in a situation like that, the probation officers usually do a thorough social inquiry even before the girl is committed into the institution. So these are some of the facts that they give the magistrate when they're in court. And the magistrate, of course, would want to know where is the child at this point because the girl is in custody. So where is the child? If the child is with the mother, then, you know, everything is done in the best interest of the child. If the child is with the mother and the mother is comfortable having the grandchild, then that is fine. But if the child is also at risk of so many other things, then the child is committed maybe to a children's home. Say a nest. Nest, we have also had one of our girls whose baby was at nest. What we do now, we can allow for visits. Mm. So that they don't lose that connection. You know, the connection, just because she's a young girl, she's Mm. still a mother. And uh, we also need to embrace that and not break that relationship, you know, between Mm. the mother and the child. It's Mm. such a
3: delicate balance because when you said the best interest of the child, I realized it's actually the best interest of two Mm. children children in this case. And you you have to find a balance between both of their best interests. Again, you talked about... For Kamae, it's more like a school, Um, but you said there's formal and informal training. So what kind of activities, once they are committed there, what kind of activities do they undergo? Is it like a structure, like how you'd be in school eight to nine this class, after this class, ingine, kuna break time. <laughs> you know, how, how exactly
0: is it structured? Okay. Uh, well, maybe before I even answer that, I would want to say that during the reception board, while we are interviewing this girl, is where now we get to know where to place them. So mm-hmm. placement is also very important at that point during the reception board. Because sometimes you may find the girl has not been in school for about six years, dropped out of school six years ago. She's 17 now, and she dropped out of school in class 6. So next year, this girl will be 18. Would it be prudent to take her back to standard 7? Does she remember? So there are so many things that we consider in that uh, reception board. And we also ask the girl what she wants. So to answer you, Liz, um, yes, there's vocational training and formal training. For the formal training, these are girls who are still in school. And in Kamae, we have uh, class 7 and eight. And Form 1 up to Form 4. We've had uh, Class eight do their exams, I think, twice now. We've had two sets of candidates, and they've actually done well. Mm. And, yeah, this year we are expecting our first Form 4 class. So Aww. we are wishing nice. them all the best. Send, send success cards. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. kindly yeah. remember to send them <laughs> <Yeah>. success cards. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. so uh, their routine is just like a normal school, 8 to 4.
3: Do you have a bell? <laughs> Please oh, give a us bell a bell. Ringer, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, okay. we do have a bell, and uh, yes, we have a bell ringer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she has a, a watch, and there's a clock in the class. So lessons are just structured, like just like in a normal school. Yes, and the same with vocational training.
1: Yeah, I think it's very important to paint that picture yeah. for most people who. You know, who have no idea. And there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. who have no idea what goes on.
0: And maybe I would add, like, uh, we have breaks, like, on Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon, they have pastoral program. Mm -hmm. So if they are Catholics, um, their catechist would come and take them through their lessons. Mm -hmm. The Muslim will have their malimat with them. And on Fridays, Fridays afternoon is just sports day. And sports day, we engage with the girls, both the members of staff and the girls together. Work without uh, play makes uh, let me not say Judy. Judy. <laughs> Judy. <very> down girl. <laughs> 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 make Judy a very dull girl. Ah, Yes,
3: okay. It's, It's very important to understand the structure of these institutions because also if you're going to, for example, offer solutions or even help, because I'm sure as a welfare officer, you might meet sometimes people want to come and visit and maybe it's very hard for you to explain, no, you can't come on Monday at this time because you'd be disrupting something, mm-hmm. right? So even for us, uh, you know, we have mentorship sessions at committee, but it should still be important for us to realize these are two very different institutions. So whereas at YCTC, we do them, we used to before COVID. On Tuesdays in, in the afternoons, if we had come to Kamai, then it would have to be a different time because at that time, that, then they'd be in classes. So I'm wondering, are there any other institutions like Kamai?
0: Yes, we have other two. We have... Uh... But those are for boys. We have Shikusa Bostol in Kakamega, and we have Shimolatewa Bostol in Mombasa. Yes. So we just have three Bostol institutions. And only one for girls. And one. Yes.
2: When we talk about girls, we think about hygiene, menstruation, Is there like any challenge you guys go through in considering the hygiene parts? Well,
0: not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Partners have really been very supportive uh, in donations, especially donations with sanitaries. That Mm -hmm. one I can say without fear that we have never lacked. And we really want to thank our partners and even friends who keep on donating, especially the the sanitaries for the girls. And maybe sometimes you do have a challenge in terms of soap. Yeah, soap. Uh, so there we we really try our best. And they usually come for the soap on need basis. So sabuni yangu ilisha, you're issued with a new piece of soap. So it's not like ulipewa sabuni January kwa ivyo jambaka yeah. march or something. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no.
2: And do you like accept their visitations from their parents? And how often is that
0: Yes, we allow visitations. And even for the Bostol institutions, uh, children can be visited as many times as possible. So it's not quite re- uh, controlled like for the adults. Like you would say you got a visit one visit this month, so until the next visit. So if a parent even wants to come once every week, we allow it. Because we really want to, we, we, we usually, we actually found out that uh, the relationship between the girls and their parents sometimes is usually very strained. So if the parent can be able to be coming to the institution, very often we actually encourage it so that we can also mend this relationship between the girl and the parent so that once the girl is released from the institution, we've done our best, we've given her training, we've uh, modified her behaviour. We are not sending her back to a parent who still does not understand her.
1: What has the effect of COVID on this been so far?
0: Well... Of course, all the prisons around the country were hard hit because visitation was stopped. But we have really tried to keep the conversation going with their parents and their loved ones by making phone calls for them. Parents are allowed to call any day 8 to 5 and they can talk to their, their children.
1: So maybe just to wrap things up, we would also like to know how do you... And I know you've already talked about how, you know, you involve the kids in some vocational trainings and some things that they really like to do. But then how also how in other ways, how do you prepare them for reintegration back into society so that they don't go back there and, you know, they feel lost and things like that?
0: Okay, one thing we actually do is an event that we do called family conferencing. So family conferencing, we have it uh, say about twice in a year, where we invite all the parents to the institution. But sometimes the challenge has been some of these parents come from very humble backgrounds, so even issues of transportation sometimes is an issue. But sometimes uh, we have partners who support these parents, and they come into the institution, and we have a session with these parents and the girls. The girls have their mentors somewhere, Uko, in the hall, and the parents are just put together and they are talked to. And this has made reintegration actually very easy because now the parents understand that this girl who is coming back home now is different and they should give them that opportunity for them to show that they have changed. All right. So that not just because something is missing in the house, it's got to be Jerry who took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also ask the parents to give them space to grow. Let them show you what they have learned. If they want to do dinner that day, allow them to cook. If they want to do the laundry, allow them, because we've trained them on all these things and taking responsibility for their actions. So the family conferencing is one way we really uh, prepare for integration. Two is by engaging the probation officers. So before even the girl is released from the institution, we do reports, final home reports, where we inform the probation officer of the program of the girl in the institution, so we report to the pro- probation officer after the first three months the girl is in the institution. We call that the initial progress report. Then there's the mid progress report and the final progress report. So the final progress report now reports on what the girl has learned during the uh, her stay in the institution uh, and what other needs may be required once she's released. So the probation officer now responds with a home environment report. So this home environment report is now what tells us how the home is. The probation officer does a home visit, uh, interviews the parents, the community, and maybe sometimes the community can be hostile and they would say, atumtaki. So the probation officer would write to us and tell us the home environment is not favorable right now. Maybe the girl needs to stay in the institution a bit longer as we look for more interventions with the community and maybe with the parents. So releasing the girl at that point would really be very risky because now we're exposing her into a situation where she'll go to a place where she's not wanted and the likelihood of relapse is very high. So we also do get those reports from the probation officer and they're very helpful. Mm -hmm. So we get to know at what point we need to release the girl. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's very important. And um, I don't want to talk much about reintegration right now because it's an, you know, that's a whole episode on its own that's Mm -hmm. coming up and we'll have these conversations. Great. Um, Well, that has been a great conversation. It hasn't been very sad, you know, yes. so to speak, uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of positives and a lot of learning. But yeah, at the end, we like this whole podcast can carry a lot of heavy conversations that we like to, you know, have some light moments. Yes. And so yeah, we always play games and um it's time for a game today. Um, <laughs> and I will be playing you the game for the first time. Um, OK, so we've been we've done different things in the past. We've done two Truths and a Lie. A couple of times we've done, um, you know, just fun facts and other things. But yeah, so today we're going to do like a lightning round of questions for everyone on this podcast today. So I have a lot of questions here (laughs) that I will ask. I don't know who we want to go first. So basically try and answer as many questions as you can in about a minute and a half yeah
2: wow
0: a minute I mean, and a half t- wow. a minute and a half is a lot let's a do a load. minute let's,
1: let's, let's, let's make it a minute a then.
0: minute okay
1: okay then you have to answer very fast <laughs> okay. so that you don't you don't you don't get away with answering one question in a whole minute <laughs> oh, okay who's going, fast.
2: going
1: first <laughs> jambi obviously not me <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay.
3: fine
1: okay texting or talking talking favorite day of the week Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Nickname your parents used to call you? Scooby. Last song you downloaded?
3: I don't know when's the last time. When do people still download
1: songs. Apparently people do. Okay. Um, favorite holiday? Christmas. How long does it take you to get ready?
3: Wow. Like three hours.
1: <laughs> on, on a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you?
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I want to say nine, but many people <laughs> will disagree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Filling the blank, Taylor Swift is? Cool. Are you done? Is that a No, minute? wait. Oh, Let's go. go? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Our first celebrity crash.
3: Hey, I don't know.
1: Okay. Who's your celebrity crash now?
3: It's weird. tragic call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you snore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's over. <so> <laughs> okay. There goes your minute. You've actually answered quite a lot. Yes.
2: Actually, one minute is too long. It's no, a, no, no it's She's
1: good. done a minute. Everyone else will do a minute. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Maybe
2: next time we can do 30 seconds. Yes. I can. the is ready. I know. <laughs>
1: Zip is ready. Ah, yeah. on a scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets?
2: Would <laughs> be a seven because I have to shave my mom. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Places you, would, places you most want to travel to.
2: Um, Cuba.
1: Oh, interesting. Favorite junk food.
2: I don't have a favorite junk food. Yeah, you don't like yeah. junk
1: food. Wow, what's your favorite childhood TV show?
2: I did a ID. No, I kid next door.
1: Cake or pie?
2: Pie, definitely, because I make this.
1: You you're not even a sit-with. Um, <laughs> yes. Do you, do you ever post inspirational posts on social media?
2: Yes. Oh. The other time I used to.
1: Cheesy. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Vanilla. Do you believe in fate? Yes. What's your favorite number?
2: Seven, because it's perfect.
1: Ooh. Nice. Men or women, who has it easier?
2: Uh. Eh. I guess that question is open for discussion, but I think man,
3: man. definitely, man.
2: Yes.
1: Okay, we will El- every wait. El- El- say
3: your favorite cartoon as a kikuyu. Ever El- say it? I want to congratulate you. You know I and can't say it. it?
1: I cannot say <laughs>. <laughs> it. I
3: cannot. Okay. Ah, Miss <laughs> Jerry. Okay, uh, are you okay. ready? Yes. Start.
1: Would you want to live forever? Yes. What is for dinner tonight? Fish. What's your favorite type of tea? Cinnamon. Oh, are we welcome for the, the
2: fish? <laughs> <night>? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, follow <laughs>
1: we'll follow you
2: home.
1: We'll follow you home. Okay, how many times did you sneeze in the last seven days?
0: Oh, uh... I guess two. <laughs> That's a tricky one.
3: Yeah, I
1: <laughs> Big dogs or small dogs. Big dogs. How many hours of sleep do you need? Eight. Are women complicated? No. How often is it healthy to cry?
2: Always. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite type of carbohydrates? Bread, pasta, rice or potatoes? Bread. Oh it's sweet potatoes. I know. Paper or plastic?
0: <laughs> Say that again.
1: Paper or plastic. Paper. We're done oh i thought
2: i thought you said okay okay, okay. we're done your time oh
1: yeah don't put the asking is so that no one asks me uh,
3: yeah. uh, are you ready yes uh start how
2: many kids would you like to have
1: zero to one
2: well okay are <laughs> uh, that cute no are you politically correct no what's your favorite car huh? character no sorry what's your favorite car car yes
1: oh right now it has to be mercedes-benz none in particular none. pretty much all of them. not
2: even an s-class or any
1: class do
2: you know how to dance salsa no do you believe in love at first sight yes how many cups of coffee do you drink per day
1: not less than two
2: wow what's your deal outside temperature
1: Oh, freezing!
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Favorite type of muffin?
1: Blueberry.
2: Have you ever slapped someone?
0: Have you ever asked
1: that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not a bad person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Really. Yeah, that's
3: a really fun game. Yeah.
1: We have. There is a lot. There, there are a lot of. a lot of questions. Still, I have saved this article.
3: Yeah, for the next few the episodes. A couple of
1: episodes. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for sharing your wealth of, yeah. you know, knowledge with yeah. us and everyone that's listening. I can assure you, I, I mean, sometimes, I, I, especially to the guests, it's might not, it may not seem like, you know, this information is really important that you're putting out there, but then there are a lot of people who have no idea about the things we're talking about on this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for um, making time to be with us and sharing with us and, you know, engaging in our silliness. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, we're very, very, very grateful. And yeah, Salimia, the girls at Kamae, success cards. You guys have had some success cards to those mm-hmm. from boys. Um, it's in yeah. we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll our <laughs> culture. Yeah. yeah. We hate to do this, but we have to wrap.
3: That's very interesting because reintegration is important. Um, <clears throat> rehabilitating someone is one aspect. But if you're not also putting measures to ensure that everything that they've learned during that process, they can actually be able to apply it once they leave, then what you're doing becomes almost moot or useless. So it's very, very important to see that, you know, you're going beyond to even after they've left the facility. Now, the other key thing for us during this podcast is solutions. So there's lots of people who are listening to this podcast and finding out about these things for the first time. And from your perspective, from where you stand, what are some of the things you would call out for. What would you say are your current needs or solutions that listeners could plug into?
0: I would encourage people to visit, yeah, as a church, as a group of friends, and especially even the other youth out there, guys who are still in school. Make visits to these places and get to know that these girls are just youth like you, only that they are inside the institution. It would also be very helpful for them to know that there are also other People out there who think about them and don't see them as outcasts just because they're in the institution. One challenge that I could say we have is uh, having a halfway home for the girls. Sometimes you would find the girl has gotten to her time of release, but the home environment is still not favorable. Maybe they still don't want her. So it's also not very nice to just release the girl out there. Just like that. You know, you finished your term and we don't know where you're going. We, would just, we wouldn't just open the gates and tell you, Sasa, you're waiting at our The boys have a halfway home. There's a halfway home in committee called Kafaso that was done by the Catholic Church. So, boys who have nowhere to go immediately after release sometimes are taken to the halfway home. But this has been a challenge because we don't have one for girls. We are partnering with Philemon Trust. Philemon Trust is trying to help us in regards to that, where he has a place in Kibwezi that offers still the vocational training and formal training as the girl continue, as um, the probation officers still engage with the parents on the family, on re- accepting the girl back or really finding something to do for the girl, because now probably she's an adult, now she's 18. So getting her something to do. But that, that short period of release from the institution and either getting her something to do or taking her home, is where there's, the likelihood of relapse there is very high. So if we had a halfway home, it would really be very good, a place where these girls could transition to before now really exiting into the community or into work, the work world. And we also have, like I said, we have a school eh? and we have a high school, but the unfortunate thing is we don't have a laboratory for the science experiments and all that. So you find our girls are a bit disadvantaged when yeah. it comes to the practicals and the experiments. Mm.
3: Yes. Yeah, so And they still have to do exams that have yeah. practicals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we
0: just do, uh, ask our neighboring schools, up in committee, whether they could allow them go for a session, at least to just even get to know the apparatus, you know, in the lab. Yes. But if we had our own, it would really be a milestone for the girls. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So
3: you can reach out directly to Kamai Girls Boswell Institution or you can also reach out to us via our website or any of our social media channels and then we would be able to connect you through that. And it doesn't have to be that you're coming in to build the whole whole lab. Mm -hmm. What do we say as Kenyans, as Africans? Haba na haba? Yeah, you might have a few... Volumetric (laughs) flasks. I'm so good at (laughs) chemistry, you guys. (laughs) You know, you might you might start with some test tubes. Mm. There those experiments even in biology, all you need is the the test tube tube and whatever. Yeah. So whatever you can provide eventually we'll have that lab. Or if it's the kibwezi maybe they have the structure or they've, they've said they have the land, but what about beds? What about mattresses? You know, you don't have to provide everything, but something small goes a really long way. So whatever you can, please, if you're able to, please reach out. And I love that you've called out to the youth, you know, yeah. because often people want to help, but they're thinking, okay, but mm-hmm. if you can, you just get a matatu from I think Matt's api kwanga kwenda ziko outside Beba. Beba Beba. Okay, former Beba former task Beba Beba around that place. And you you you'll get to committee and you go and you visit. Okay, not within COVID times, but once it's possible, it's so very, very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. I also
2: think the interaction between peers. Uh, you know, conversations like the way I'm having a conversation with Miss Lee, Miss Miss <laughs> not the same as, <laughs> as a conversation I'd have with, let's say, Bright because you are peers. Yeah. like there's that opening up. Yeah, yes, I
1: understand. yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, again, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in for listening. We always appreciate your feedback. Thank you so so much for all the feedback you guys have given us on social media. In person, it's been amazing, it's overwhelming, it means the world to us. So yeah, of course, um, you can always find us on all our social media platforms at wakili.sha, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and at wakili underscore on twitter and our website of course www.wakilisha.org leave us a message tell us what you want to hear you know us talk about in this podcast if you have any questions remember to follow and subscribe whichever one you can to our podcast on all platforms wherever you like listening to your podcasts or there's a link on all our bios on where you can find the podcast um rate and review if you can Feedback is very important, whether negative or positive. We love positive, you know, criticism where, you know, it's very welcome. So thank you, guys. And we look forward to seeing you or talking to you in the next episode of the Wakilisha podcast.
3: Thanks, guys.